0: Welcome to the Saturday Down South podcast. He is Chris Marler. I am Connor O'Gara. We are in person. This is weird. <laughs> this is really, really weird. We I, are. We're in
1: Central Time Zone. I don't know what the
0: hell time it is right now. It could be. It honestly could be October. I have. I have no idea what's going on. But yeah, we are still in Oxford. We're recording this uh, on Saturday night after the. Alabama, Ole Miss game. Well, it wasn't really a game, but it was fun. It was so they had to play defense. Yeah, it was a thing for like five minutes, and then we <laughs> realized that it wasn't going to be a thing, and everybody cleared out. But you gotta love that powder blue. You
1: gotta love that Land Shark Tony. Land Shark Tony is his teeth are half his face. Yeah, that
0: is, that that is an odd Busey. move. Yeah, they should just have the Gary Busey <laughs> be their their mascot. We will talk more about uh, the Bama, Ole Miss game. We're also, of course, going to talk about the Tagable. Bowl and all the the great Joe Burrow hype that we are all on board for. Um, A lot of other stuff to get to, including a terrible, terrible day for the Big Ten that we will definitely um, point out. But before we do all of that stuff, got to talk to you guys about our friends at Rent Like a Champion. We have been hooked up all weekend long. It has been awesome. We are currently doing this in the living room of our Rent Like a Champion place that we got for this weekend, this condo, this three-bedroom condo. It's been absolutely awesome to be able to have our own space. Yeah. To
1: there's only two of us here for, for half the day, so we've had a playroom, basically. we had a man cave. Really? Yeah. With uh, a lot of throw
0: pillows. There's, I mean, we've got Domino's pizza up on, on the counter right now. We've got PBRs in hand. We're uh, we're in good shape. Should we yeah. tell them? Yeah, that's okay that we can say that we're, you know. I think they always assume that early. I probably am drinking with half the things I say, so it's yeah. fine. Yeah, I would assume that. But uh, seriously, our our friends at Rent Like a Champion have been absolutely awesome. I can't recommend this enough. If you're heading to an SEC game day this season, Rent Like a Champion is the best way for fans to get closer to the action, with weekend homes that let you skip the hotel and stay just minutes from college football stadiums nationwide, from Oxford, right where we are right now, to Auburn, to Athens, and more. Rent Like a Champion's 4,000 homes across the country make them America's premier sports travel experience. They've been featured on Shark Tank. I talked to you guys about that already. And they've hosted, they've been on NBC, and they've hosted over 80,000 fans for college football's biggest matchups. Get your group in a game now by heading to info.rentlikeachampion.com/sds. Use that promo code SDS at checkout. We're going to give you 50 bucks off all of your new bookings for your group's next game day getaway. That's info.rentlikeachampion.com/sds. Again, promo code SDS for 50 bucks, all new bookings. This season, don't just cheer your champions, rent like a champion. And if you go to Oxford, you definitely want to hit this up
1: because as we learned in a very painful way, Oh yeah. on Friday night when we were walking, stumbling back to the apartment right, or to the condo, there's no
0: Uber in this town. No, I don't know how Oxford gets away with that, with just no Ubers, no taxis. It's uh, we searched, we we could not find. No, there's any two, of that. There were two people of the. I think there's two people on on staff. They're billionaires. <laughs> I don't know about that. I would assume so. Um, it's been a, such a great time. We try to keep uh, tabs as much as possible on the Tiger Bowl. Uh, we were moving around. We were experiencing the Grove. We were trying to. Uh, You know, as we learned, reception in the Grove not so great. No, Uh, no, no real connection to the outside world. We were trying to like watch on random TVs and stuff at at different tailgates and stuff. But we ended up, you know, trying to follow as much of the Tiger Bowl as possible. And I was able to catch, you know, the end of it. And it was, I mean, we watched the whole first half, and then of course we were able to. Guys, we were working, so don't judge us. We were working. We promised we were working, but it was absolutely incredible the way that LSU responded in this game. And I can admit it. We were wrong. We underestimated LSU. We are wrong. Man. We are sorry. I am really sorry. I
1: I was I never gave LSU a chance. I went on radio in Baton Rouge and said the same thing. Oh, I've been on. I've the never same thing all week. I also put a lot of money on
0: on the Auburn today. I've never been more happy to lose that money. Yeah, well that was um, that was one of those things where all week we kind of led up to it, and it was just kind of assuming that Auburn was going to take this next step and. Sure enough, LSU came out like gangbusters. And it, LSU from the jump was ready to go. And I can only picture what that Coach O pregame speech was like because LSU was firing on all cylinders right away. And you right. knew from the moment they stepped on the field and you saw that first possession, you're like, oh man, they are not scared of anyone. This is, this is gonna be an awesome game. And then sure enough, it was. Of course, the ending plays out where Cole Tracy hits the game-winning kick as time expires. Joe Burrow leads the Tigers down the field uh, for the the go ahead the go ahead t- field goal um, and of course I know Auburn fans were upset with that pass interference call. It's part of the game, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. crazy.
1: It's crazy how unlucky they were to have that pass interference call and then. You know watch a field goal from the other team go through the uprights and not land just a yard short so they could run it back and win the game that way
0: i figured you were going there but yeah. i didn't want
1: to cut you off i just when auburn there. it's just I, I mean it was a great game and auburn's still a really great football team but it always cracks me up when i hear
0: the unlucky breaks that they took i was like okay <laughs> okay auburn fans yeah, Auburn did not get the the breaks at the end that uh, that LSU did, but LSU made its own luck. I mean, Joe Burrow, the throw that he had yeah. uh, to to what set up that, that touchdown. Oh my gosh, that was
1: that throw was to a make nine. it twenty one nineteen. Good, he threw it in the middle of four people.
0: I, I don't I don't know that that's that's exactly the type of throw that you brought him to LSU to make, and we we found out so much from Joe Burrow today again, and it was one of those games where if you're an LSU fan, you're like. I am so happy this is our guy. He is our yeah. guy. It didn't even matter that he was 15 of 34. Right. For <laughs> 40, again, it's forty. It's exactly 42.9%. Another this game is. where he doesn't complete 50% of his passes yet. The hype could not be higher right now with, with what Burrow did today. It was so impressive to end Auburn's 13-game home winning streak. I mean... <laughs> Look at the teams who went into Auburn last year and couldn't win.
1: Yeah, if LSU was ranked higher or definitely number one, they would have gotten their doors blown off. Right, exactly. That's the thing. I mean, Auburn, Auburn would not get Auburn didn't board. care. It's like when right. like teams go to the Sugar Bowl, they're like, I don't care, whatever,
0: dude. We didn't want to be here. Auburn didn't want to be there. That's what happened. No, that was obviously not the case. They. Uh, it was such a good game. It was a great game. It was it was exactly what we, we had hoped it, it was going to be. I mean, a down-to-the-wire game with two teams that are so physical, and that was such a good smash-mouth football game. Joe Burrow did things that Jared Sutton didn't do. Jared Sutton made mis- made mistakes and I, you know, early early on, yeah, too. Put him behind. Yeah, the, the 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 first first play from scrimmage it was, wasn't it? With first first play of the game. No, it was a, it was a third play from scrimmage.
1: But no, maybe it was, I don't know, second or third play of the scrimmage. first possession though. Yeah. And then they almost had a fumble after that. So they and it, it looked like to me it was a fumble. Yeah. And that would have been two turnovers in the first four
0: plays, which is not ideal. Yeah. Uh, Jared Siddham had, had two interceptions in this game, had the interception in the third quarter, too. and just was not that good. And I think that Also, he made some good plays early. He did. He did. And he, he kind of steadied the ship a little bit, but he was not what he needed to be down the stretch. And also, Gus Malzahn, the play calling down the stretch. I know Auburn fans are frust- had to be frustrated with that because... They stopped with the tempo. And they had this tempo thing that was really, really working and gassing the LSU that, Yeah, like
1: that's what their whole offense is. That's
0: a f- I don't understand. I, he, does, he, he does this. So here's the thing. You've got... You did your pump-up speech for LSU. And obviously it, it paid dividends. It paid yeah. dividends in week one. It paid dividends this week we didn't do the halftime one because we were actually at the grove we didn't have reception for it and they were winning and they, they oh, were half- i don't think they were up at halftime well i think they had just lost the lead but they didn't need they, they were they I had not believe in themselves, themselves. <laughs> that's a good point that's a good point we have a new segment that we need to try out because everybody loves your coach this imitation well,
1: listen yeah. I mean, we're bringing coach o on we have him on this is oh we have we're have right. channeling right. him yeah
0: he came to our like a champion <laughs> condo and he's in the uh, third room He's in the third room, of course. He's been
1: punching wooden boards for the past 30 minutes and just pounding PBRs. Uh, Yeah, I mean,
0: we... we Is he going to give us money for the PBR? um, No, I don't think so. I don't want to ask. ask. Yeah. I don't feel like that'd be a good idea. I mean,
1: so after the game, we we saw that... uh, Hopefully a lot of you saw there was a little snippet, a little video clip of Coach O and the team celebrating. Oh, yeah. And Coach O said a bad word.
0: A four-letter word yeah. that starts with F, and, and you can do the rest. You know,
1: they're, they're LSU's three and Ed Ordron's three and and we're just really looking forward to Ed Ordron getting just some swagger and confidence as the season goes on because no one expects him to be here, right? Did you see the
0: patrolman after the game? Oh, oh my God, rode him t- up, huh? That was that was a classic Coach O moment. And, we, and so
1: I now we're going to get more Coach O yes. in the national media and the S C media and. And so we're going to start a new segment here called Ed Talks. Yes. Where Coach O is going to discuss whatever's on his mind.
0: What's on your mind today? You want Coach? to kick
1: off the intro? Intro music? Um. Dun,
0: dun, dun, dun. In
2: the eye of the tiger, in a thrill of the fight. <laughs> hey, Connie, good to be with y'all. Um, listen, I will to go ahead and say, earlier today, we had a bad word Okay, i will just say what its I said a bad word. All okay, right, I'll just say what it is. I said a bad word. And I apologize. Some people are sensitive. I ain't honestly know what a words. A lot of words I I I don't like. A lot of words I can't say. A lot of words worse than the word I said. Xylophone. <laughs> what is that? Ain't no Z in it. How about Colonel? It's not even an R. Zach Galifianakis, You know that 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 guy with a beard. Got lost in the movies. Bottom line I'm saying that I said a bad word, but it wasn't that bad word. Okay. And that yeah. would have taken the win a game. I mean, I don't like big word. Why do you think I got Joe Burrow? Good point. Basically just two letters. Never thought about that, coach. Exactly. Canadian bacon. That's yeah. a ham. That's
0: yeah, ham. Uh, Canadian you don't need to say Canadian bacon. Worse have. Yeah. Not I a real thing.
2: Worst, worse 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 w <laughs> like worst word ever. <laughs> I ain't putting that on mistake. I'm going back to punching the board. Y'all have a good night.
0: It is beautiful to hear that voice. It Go is great it. to see all the people saying that Coach O is on the hot seat, this and that. He is firmly off of it. Any, any hot seat. our see, see, though. Here's a stat for you. Something to consider that I don't think people really know. I, I saw this, uh, Aaron Torres tweeted this. Um, Coach O now has three wins against top 10 teams since the start of 2017. You know who has three wins against top 10 teams? Nick Saban, don't, team? don't start. Don't start. I mean, yeah, Nick, so he, Nick Saban and Urban Meyer, by the way. That's, oh, that's yeah. good.
1: I mean, so before this, like I'm I've, I've saying this, like, when I got on that soapbox in the summer saying how they were going to cover the six and a half wins t- season total yep. and how he should not be on the hot seat because he's been there for just a short amount of time. I mean, he's, this is his second full season as a head coach. And he's overall, he's lost six
0: games since he's been there, right? Uh, Five so- or Six. Well, if, if you want to include interim stuff, then, yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm going to include interim stuff. Yeah, but since he's, been a, since he's been a head coach, we're talking about someone who started off 3-0 and won nine games last year. Right. It's pretty good. And I think he's lost a total of five or six games. It's pretty good.
1: And two of those losses are Alabama. Yeah. One is to a ranked Florida team from the year before. One is to a and – like, and Fournette was out. One was to a ranked Mississippi State team from last year. And one was to Notre Dame. Actually, Mississippi State was not ranked, but once to Notre Dame in the bowl game.
0: And Troy, but, you know, who needs Troy time? beat Nebraska today. Yeah, it's true. Troy's a powerhouse. Troy Troy's is the, the best day- team in Alabama. Yeah, Troy's a power five killer. So yeah. uh, LSU's loss last year suddenly looks much better, of course. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think that just the the LSU hype now is just is, it is going to reach a, a new level because I think LSU is going to get into the top five in the AP yeah. poll. I know it's a bold prediction. I you might be right. I, I think it's I, I think they should be in the top 4. I don't well, think there's I look at the look at the resume though. I mean, this is the you're same right, point yeah. I've been saying. They've two wins against top 10 teams, both of which were away from home. Yeah. What more do you want a team to show in the first 3 weeks of the and, season? And in like
1: not enough is made about like how difficult of an environment it is to play at
0: Auburn. Oh gosh. I mean, the the job that they did to 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 handle that crowd, to come out there and punch them in the mouth and then to be able to, to put together that last minute drive was simply amazing. I mean, weather that storm of like, you come out 10, uh, you're up
1: 10-0 and Auburn comes storming back, they're up 14-10. Like it I it looked like the game was in hand.
0: Mm-hmm. And wow, man. The Joe Burrow Heisman talk. Let's let's just get the Heisman uh, campaign going. Let's Yeah, let's circle let's it back. It. Like first, I said August. First Heisman trophy winner to ever not complete 50% of his passes. It's
1: so crazy to think about the, just the different, Areas this conversation about this game has gone to over the past couple of months. We brought it up in the summer about how I thought it was possibly the big, most important game of the season because if both teams started zero and one, it could be a the coach that was fired or the hot seat. And then, then it became like you know how big of an impact it could be on the playoffs or the SEC or like the division, the conference, the national picture. And it's so crazy all the different ways <laughs> we've talked about this and discussed this game. I didn't see it ending with this. I, didn't <laughs> I did not see it ending with Joe Burrow not lighting up the stat sheet except for when it mattered, and then some kicker. Cole Tracy, man. I mean, good God. Can you imagine that a kicker making kicks? What's that like? That's crazy.
0: That was a a line drive. Yeah. That last kick. I don't know how that that had enough height to to get up there. But, yeah, LSU right now is is feeling good. Has not turned the ball over once yet. Once, yeah, the whole season. Despite the fact that two teams against uh, two top ten teams away from home, that's crazy. One of which who actually has a chain for such occurrences but doesn't get right. to use it. And th- also very much.
1: again, you haven't had a you haven't thrown an interception and you haven't completed over forty,
0: what, five percent of his passes. It's pretty like, amazing. You
1: would assume he would have at least one.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. Joe Burrow's doing all the right things. Uh, they're probably gonna have a some sort of gumbo dish named after him by like right now. I don't know. He's like a slightly more awake Jay Cutler. Yeah. He's I, like Jake like Cutler that. with like like but he's like But He Jay cares Cutler. a lot more. Yeah. Like he cares in a different kind of way, right. like where he wants to show it all the time. Yeah. Not just just like in a oh yeah, like whatever. This is, you know, I don't really he's I don't know. He's like really a well rested Jay Jake Cutler. He's oh, like well got some sleep. <laughs> <Jay and> he's <laughs> just like, i feel myself a little bit. You guys wanna go to cosmic bowling? Like what? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> how about a rich man's Jake Cutler? Like there that. you go. Uh, let us move on to the game that we saw, Bama Old Miss. It was really, really exciting those first two series when you think this is going to be the back and forth shootout that we talked about. Come, Jordan, Jordan Tomu comes out and throws a touchdown pass right away to DK Metcalf. And then Bama comes back with a, a three-play drive. There was four plays. The first four plays of the game went for a total of like 149 yards and two touchdowns. There were
1: 14 points scored in a minute and 21 seconds. And at one point, the score was 21 to 7, I believe. And there were, I think we were 10 minutes into the game or something, like it was, something like I that, jokingly yeah. said last night we were we were all sitting here talking about the over and how I thought like the play was to bet the over. And I was like, 700 points? They might cover that in the first half. And they got to 49 points. It somehow didn't cover at the end. We're gonna talk about that later. But I mean, yeah, what like, I, I hate, I honestly hate it for, for Jordan Tamu and, and that team that there wasn't like a better showing because
0: it was a great environment, man. That was so much fun. It was electric. And they're so talented. Gosh, they, they right. have the playmakers on offense. NWO is, is legit. You wouldn't know it watching them against that Alabama secondary. It was amazing watching <sighs> the adjustment that Nick Saban made after that very first play where he had Sabian Smith just get absolutely torched, and then Saban benches him. And then the next play, uh, they almost tried to take a shot again yeah. on that first play, and they went after – I think they went after Diggs – and yeah. Diggs had the pass break up, and it was like, okay, I guess all Miss is done completing deep passes for the <laughs> really, of the game. I, I,
1: I thought, I didn't think that was going to be the last one. Diggs played out of his mind. Uh, Shannon Sharp tweeted earlier today that uh, Deontay Thompson, the safety from baby number, number uh, 14, is the best safety he's seen since, um, why am I drawing a blank? Sean Taylor. Oh, wow. Which is, that's a lot to say. That's, that's a but, lot. But I mean, that kid had a hell of a game. I mean, it, it was, it's just, I don't know if it's... Maybe the competition's not that great. I mean, we saw Louisville struggle today with Western Kentucky. And their mascot's a big red blob. So... Don't hate on the Hilltopper. Okay, fair. And, like, I still think Ole Miss is one of the better offenses in the country. And, in you know, in the conference especially. The defense is so bad. It's so bad. Oh, it's terrible. It's and atrocious. It, it, it's, it sucks for, like, like their yeah. offense. Because it's got to be so difficult to have, like, that kind of pressure put on you. Like,
0: for time, but like, you can't have one bad series. Yeah. And it felt like last year's game and i, I didn't think it would i no. it was almost the same exact final score and you're thinking to yourself man this is for Ole miss this has to be the most deflating thing ever because you see how far apart you really are right and that's the tough part and where Ole miss is was going to hurt with all this was you're still not going to be able to have the athletes to to uh, at least on the defensive side you're not going to have the depth that you need to, yeah. to To contain a team like Alabama, I don't know if anybody has the athletes to contain an offense. I don't know. I
1: mean, it's still early, and I I don't want to like. This is the this is the most efficient and best team I've seen like offensively. Alabama
0: became the first team in SEC history to start the season with three straight games of fifty plus points. Isn't that amazing? They scored
1: sixty-two unanswered points. I will say one thing about what I didn't like about Mm Saban tonight. I give him a a B minus on the coaching. Let me tell you why. At one point in the third quarter. Or I'm sorry, it was the fourth quarter. It was fourth and one, and it was in very favorable territory in the Ole Miss, like deep in Ole Miss territory, and they could have lined up for a field goal. And instead, they didn't, because that would be disrespectful. That would be like, not very good sportsmanship or whatever. You know what? Literally, the only thing you need to work on as a team is kicking field goals, because guess what they did wrong again today? They missed, missed another kick. field goal. Yep. And also, didn't cover him over, because... Yeah. But yeah, like I, I just it, they look so good on offense, and it's it's you know I brought it up, like after the first game, there's just you don't have, you're not worried on third down or any kind of long distance with Tua because, he's so good, and then you see the stat that comes out last week that he's 11 of 11 on third and fourth or on third down. Now
0: he's 13. And then again to 13. today, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean it's just it's the the kid is so efficient and he's so. Like, he honestly, we talked about this earlier, we were joking around about it, he might cost himself the Heisman because he's being pulled in games so early because they're they're up by so many points.
0: Jalen Hurts comes into this game with five minutes left in the second quarter after Tua went went 11 of 15 for 191 yards and two touchdown passes. In
1: the quarter and a half.
0: Yeah. (laughs) In the quarter and a half.
1: that's pretty much the same thing happened last week. And, I mean, the first quarter of last week, yeah, he was 6 of 10 for 175 yards.
0: We were saying we thought he was going to play 60 minutes.
1: I, I mean, he so like 25. All jokes aside, what do you think? How many
0: points could they have scored with Tua at quarterback in that game? They would have hit the century mark. They would have, right? I have no doubt about <laughs> <on my laughs> no it. No doubt in my mind. And it was, I, I described this because um, I wanted to try and capture, because I like, so in, in the post game, you know, it, the easy thing would have been like, all right, just try and talk to Alabama players about Tua. And Alabama players don't really want to talk about Tua because they've been trained to not separate the quarterbacks just in the same way that Saban tried to yell at us through all our quarterbacks look alike yeah they're all the same person (laughs) we have no difference uh, under center but here's the thing I went to when I talked to you know talked to Ole Miss um, you know defensive coordinator Weston McGriff talked to uh, CJ Moore uh, just about, like, the dynamic of facing Tua. And even our, our, our guy, JT, and asking him about that, of, like, being on the opposite sideline. You got to talk to JT
1: tonight? I got to talk to JT tonight. What? Yeah. How's yeah. he doing? He's doing well.
0: Did you send him my well. best? Uh, I, I gave him a nice little aloha from me for, from you. Okay. Because that's our guy, collectively. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they didn't talk about him like he's this all-time great. And I feel like I I, I understand that. I totally understand that. And they were like, yeah, you know, I mean, we... We face good quarterbacks all the time. He was just another good quarterback. JT was the only one who was kind of like, "I'm so used to seeing Tua make plays like this. That's just what he does. It's Tua just balls out. I He's mean, ridiculous." And
1: and like I said it, I think either on last week's podcast, the week before, that one of the reasons it's important that you need to figure out the quarterback situation, and you can't dance around the thing with Jalen and play him, you know, half the time in to of the two quarterback system, is because. This is a different kind of quarterback. This is a different type level of talent. And you are only gonna have him for two years. And that window is closing with every game. And I don't want it to end. <laughs> I thought that <this laughs> well, was you know the- You know what's gonna happen? You know, I, this is, I thought it was on Friday. What if Saban pulls an Urban Meyer, Tim Tebow thing? No. And two leaves in two years and Saban quits. No. Cause he has no. fake heart issues.
0: No. And then I have to become the coach. No. All right, hard pass. Uh, the the interesting thing that did come with Tua's brilliance early on, and it ultimately bringing in Jalen Hurts and then Mac Jones later. Jalen Hurts has played in three games. Jalen Hurts is not redshirting unless he quits this team. The idea that he had worked out a deal with Saban that he was going to redshirt—you're biting your lip and acting like this is still a possibility when it's no. Is I not. think I think I think the possibility is the is the quitting. I've been on board with that for a very long time. So, and I think it looks more realistic than ever after seeing what he did tonight. And you know, me and Duff, uh, our boss, were
1: talking about this during the game earlier. And, um, and it's, it's, we were talking about how unique and fascinating of a situation it is because any side, any side of, of this, you look at it objectively, you can't be mad at him. No. It's, just, it's not someone being wrong or someone being selfish or doing like, something malicious. They have to do what's best for them, like whether it's play to a and you know give your team the best opportunity to win, and for Jalen, give himself the best opportunity to continue his career or get to the next level. It's such a weird situation. Jalen looked pretty 20, good tonight. He looked
0: pretty good. He, he's a good quarterback. He's, no, like it, it, I'm, I I say that from from a from a passing perspective. Like I think he's actually making strides as a passer. He's that's that's been like the kind of buried storyline is. We've we've we know that he's not on the same level as two, and he's there's nothing he can do in the next you know, in the next two well, months to get on the Tanya same Harding level. Him. To, well, whoa, way too soon, way it's too, too soon. It was in we 1994. <laughs> um, we don't still way too soon. Um, there's nothing he can do in the next two months that he's all of a sudden going to be on that level as a passer. Right. But there are certain things that he's going to try and do, considering that Saban, as long as Saban continues to try and play him where he is going to try and show that he's made this progress. I think he's got a ton of suitors out there, and I think that obviously it's gonna happen where somebody's gonna give him an opportunity, it's gonna be a big time place that he's gonna go to, and whether that's Auburn, whether that's Texas, whether that's Auburn, please let it be Auburn. Oh my God. I'm kidding, that's mean. Um, I I do think that he is gonna get a chance to showcase his development. He has developed, and I criticized him last year for not developing. And I think we're starting to see more signs of that. So I, I credit him for that, too. Like, not to keep heaping praise on this Alabama offense because it's right. too easy, but. Because the defense is also good? Yeah, God, that was, a, that was a heck of a response
1: from the defense. I mean, so, but something, this is, I want to give this guy a shout out. Nick Murphy is one of our, my favorite followers, like on, on Twitter and of the pod and everything like that. Always sends, like, hilarious tweets and stuff like that. At us. And he brought the point. He said, Is anyone overlooking the fact that Jalen could just share time with Tua and declare for the draft? And and here's the thing.
0: That sounds ridiculous. It does. But does it? Yes, it does. I don't know if it does. Okay, so last year when JT Barrett was debating whether or not he was going to come back to Ohio State for a senior year. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts and JT Barrett are the same player. No, they're not. JT quite. Barrett's 38 years old. He is. Um he's actually retired he's considering retiring now <laughs> just old age. Um Oh yikes. when he when he came out and said that that he was debating whether or not he was going to come back it was like really right really he had another year of eligibility Well, no i mean uh going into the 2017 season okay. he said that but i wouldn't i wouldn't take much stock in that yeah. i don't think anybody's with all due respect to to Jalen Hurts and the development that he's that he's had he is still not developed enough to where he is an NFL quarterback
1: i completely agree with you i just i mean i'm just just throwing it out there, yeah. Stern so, Pot. and I do, I, I do want to say this real quick because we've praised Alabama because they're really good. Um, I think it's the exact text I sent you from, from the press box. <laughs> and You yep. said like, "Are you having fun?" I was like, "We are so good." I, I really enjoyed Ole Miss. The Grove was incredible. Oh my and gosh! And it, it lived up to every expectation. Like, I, I just kept looking around and I was like, "This is not real." Like this, is, I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. I've We're, been to so many different like campuses and tailgates and all that kind of stuff and I've grown up like around SEC football my entire life. I, I honestly expect to be a little bit disappointed, not anything with them, just how cynical and pessimistic I am. Yeah.
0: It was- Incredible. So we we made the interesting choice to go there. Like, <laughs> what time did we get there early? We were like the just the white dudes showing up to the the club at like five p.m.
1: Like we don't open till eleven. Like, oh, <laughs> we're good. We're just gonna wait out here. <laughs> like, we just started walking out the Grove like nine thirty in the morning and texted my buddy I was like, we're at the Grove, dude. And he's like, you're early. Yeah, so yeah. You, no we're one's there. Like, oh, it's a
0: six o'clock game. No, yeah. It was. It was. We we did see all the tents set up and everything, but it was kind of nice to get a feel for the area. Then we went back, of course, in you know middle of the yeah Chili's. And, you know, hit up chilies in between because that's what you do when you're in Oxford, apparently. Locals love it. Um, but, yeah, we, we ended up getting the full Grove experience, got to do the whole, um, like, walk through all the different, like, rows and see the, you know, the, there are a few different shots when you're in the Man. Grove that really puts it all in perspective about just, like, the sea of people that you're in and the amount of tents that, that are in that place. It, it, it does not realize do this. You don't realize it. It's like, like focusing on a
1: picture yeah. when there's like people right in front of you and you just kinda of take a step back and you're like, there's this beautiful, beautiful scene, like scenic landscape. And you're like, I've seen this in every picture of the grove ever, and it's just as beautiful. And
0: vibrant, and it's, I have goosebumps right now. This is—it was incredible. It's—it's it, it's one of those things where if I saw it on TV or in a movie or something like that, and if that was what they try to portray as a tailgate scene, I'd be like, no, that's unrealistic. Yeah. There's not that many people who no. show up. There's not that many kids <laughs> named Chad all wearing the same shirt. <laughs> and they're like, you know what? Yeah, there is. I've never seen so much baby blue in my entire life. I'm... I know that that was the theme this weekend for Ole Miss, but y'all know how to stick to a wardrobe. That—that was—I've never seen so much baby blue and striped. Polos.
1: Yeah. Every every like we were looking for a, a friend of mine, Jordan Cox, and we'll give him a shout out here. Um the man. Yeah, the he's man. the man. He's awesome. We were trying to find Jordan Cox and, and to go to this tailgate and, and they're like, Do you see him? Like, what does he look like? And I was like, Everyone here looks exactly I know. the same. <laughs> what is uh, everyone here is a Coles mannequin. What does um uh, oh, Chris Tucker say? Oh
0: yeah, look
1: alike. Oh yeah, look alike. Yeah, it was but it was a uh, man, what an incredible
0: atmosphere. It was awesome. Thank God was so inside cool. was tough. Got to take a picture with uh, uh, the Ole Miss chandelier too, because yeah. everybody's got to have. I was like rummaging
1: through people's coolers to find a Miller Lite at that point, yeah. so I was just I missed out on that. Yeah, we, we should talk had, about other teams.
0: We both had the same experience. Yo, um, but get to Oxford if you can. Yeah, it was get, awesome. Get to Oxford. This this weekend has has truly been great, and we'll we'll we have a, a couple other things we want that we're gonna hit on a little bit later. But let us also talk about um, some other action in the SEC. Uh, the game that ended not too long ago, um, Mizzou and Purdue, a game that ended up being a little bit more of a shootout than we expected. Mizzou holds on and continues the Big tens. Today
1: I was an emotional roller coaster for my my picks and my sanity. And Mizzou did not cover. Did not I cover. I know. T- I so I I took the money line on the bet. Really? Yes. However. Okay. However. However. I also had a teaser with them in Auburn, which I thought was like the lock of the week. Um, but I also, they were up 27 to 10 in the first half with like seven minutes to go. I was like, yup. Yep. And they gave up two touchdowns
0: in the final two and a half minutes. Yeah, kind of some, some fluky plays too. They had like, well, they had like a block kick and then they had the, the one bobbled pass that a Purdue receiver somehow came up with. It was like a 74 yard completion there yeah. It Six. wasn't to that. It was, it was almost like the, you know, the, the Auburn miracle, you know, back. I don't when, even know what you're talking about, dude. We yeah, never we'll, get miracles. You don't want to talk about that. Um, no, I don't but it, it was a game where Drew Locke was, as predicted, able to show out and really get the deep passing game going and we were questioning whether or not Derek Dooley was gonna be able to maximize Drew Locke's abilities. And clearly the, based on how much progress we've seen from 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 him in the in the early going, yeah. it's not he's not gonna be held back necessarily, at least not yet. And I think that that was the, the ultimate sign for a Mizzou fan is you didn't wanna see Drew Locke all of a sudden face his first Power Five defense under Derek Dooley, and have like you know one of those I don't 150 yards. No, think anybody's yards. gonna take, take Pretty that bad. From, from Derek Dooley. No, you listen to me. You
1: listen. you can do what I say. Like even like as like a parent, like no, Dad, you're wearing pleats. Like <laughs> get, get out of my face. I'm not going to my room. I mean, I will say I was surprised that I mean I thought Locke would get his numbers, but Purdue having over 600 yards passing. Yeah, that is That's not a good sign. For not him, so. good. That's not a good sign. I mean, I, I, Mizzou, I, I've said, like, all along
0: I think they're underrated and they're better than people think, but that's a serious problem. Oh, it's a big-time big problem, and I think there's the, just the natural feeling of there being improved quarterback play in the SEC. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, Mizzou's got to face Alabama this year. they got to go to Tuscaloosa and face Tua. There. Tua's going to throw for 900 yards in the first quarter. In court. the first quarter and, get benched. Yeah. and then get benched. Drew Locke threw for 375 yards. Three passing touchdowns
1: yeah i mean but this this stat line of david Bla, 39 39 completions on 55 attempts which is i can't do the math eight of 11
0: basically so i don't know 73 percent. so you know how and, you hate names that have sorry to interrupt but you know how you have naley they're like <laughs> well that end, that end with a cough yeah david blau is, is like a name that ends with a sneeze just mm-hmm. <laughs> <what? laughs> keep it down we're in a library um yeah, but,
1: but 572 yards passing, I that is so many yards passing.
2: I can't even
0: count that high. I mean, you know,
2: I don't like no more, I mean, anything over 500.
0: But still, Mizzou starts off 3-0. Hold in. on, hold on, hold on. Purdue had three receivers with over 100 yards. <laughs> that's, that's, that's hard to do.
1: Georgia, Georgia has, how many receivers are going to have 100 yards next week? Ridley, Hardman, Robertson, no. Nauda. Now, I mean,
2: wow, yeah.
0: Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but I, I think you I, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Mizzou is 3-0 and obviously still has some issues. I think the question that we find ourselves asking, given how South Carolina looked against Georgia, given that Florida, again, kind of struggled to get out of the gates, eventually did, but after last week, there's a lot of variance in, in what the second through five, or second through seven, really, In in the entire SEC East is going to look like this year. And that's, uh, Mizzou could have weeks where it looks like it's the second best team in the division, no questions asked. And then maybe they're going to have those games where, you know, a team like Bama is going to beat them, you know, 55 to nothing after a quarter or something like that. And all of a sudden you're going to say, oh, yeah, this is okay. Mizzou is not as good as we thought. I think the variance with a team oh, yeah. like Mizzou is just going to be all over the place all year right. and I think that's going to be the same throughout the it's division Schizophrenic. there's going to be so much parity all across the board right and so and I will say this in the East
1: and I shouldn't say this but I'm going to say it does Georgia's second string finish oh, second yeah. in the division
0: e- easily second to, to Georgia Georgia yeah. the first string
1: like I mean do you, can they win could they win the division and that um, sounds ridiculous. And I, I do want to see how that defense looks against Mizzou next week because they struggled with them last year.
0: Right, struggled in the first half. And it's made a road some game. Made some halftime adjustments, looked really good in the second half. I, I, but, like, they are so head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah, Justin Fields had a had a, had a rushing touchdown today in relief for, for Jake Fromm and all the Justin Fields hype is just continuing to – Continuing to, to rise and yeah. he's an unbelievable talent and again we saw that on display. That was the easiest cover in the world. The fact that they're yeah, a thirty-three one three point good. favorite, I I didn't understand <sighs> that one. But no. We we will move on. We will stay within the division. Um speaking of Florida, so there was I thought this was interesting. The aftermath of the McElwain Bowl, which- <laughs> Oh, this is, this is, if you think you had a bad day, at oh. least you're not this person. Yeah. So, Felipe Franks got off to a slow start again. I think he was 0 of 6. Somebody actually even said in the press conference, like, you know, questioned uh, the, the slow start, didn't have a completion in his first six passes, and then Dan Mullen corrected the reporter and was like, "Oh, actually, he did. Technically, he did complete one pass because he had the interception." Right. Um, which is great in itself, but he also drew an unsportsmanlike kind of penalty again for the second week in a row, and Dan Mullen was not happy. And there are reports that apparently he was really laying into him on the sideline. That's not how a quarterback's supposed to act. Right. Stop being pouty. You know, really not happy. With well, I try to dance to you. Dance with me. That's that's one of my favorite five six seven eight, um, but this public display of um, just disapproval with Felipe Franks. Yeah, he said he came on. Dan Mullen also came on and said that he's that uh, Felipe Franks is not going to have a short leash. So you can stop asking about that. He's not going to get pulled if he throws a couple of interceptions. Which, which I wonder. Like that's that. why he's acting this way. Which sounds like yeah. And it also, does. how bad
1: is Kyle Trask if he if we're just. Continuously giving
0: through touchdown on his first play today.
1: Uh, who Kyle Trask. Good. <laughs> it's I mean, the worst against team.
0: Colorado State. How did they beat
1: Arkansas? Anyway, Felipe Franks, you don't get to have this kind of attitude and just privileged mindset where you're better and above everything else, and, and can do.
2: You're not that good.
0: Yeah, Felipe Franks, to me, still is is such a big head scratcher and. And I and I feel for the kid because I think if he had gone to the right place, and started his career off under the right coaching, maybe if he had started off with Mullen, yeah, he'd be in a much different place right now. So I don't want to hate on the kid for that, but Mullen really made it a point to say he needs to have some thicker skin. He can't let these things get to him. Right. If Florida's going to get to where it wants to go, which doesn't look like they will this year, <laughs> they need they need their quarterback to be mature. He's got to act like a quarterback, and I think. You finally saw Mullen reach a little bit of a boiling point with him, where he was like, "Hey, like, look, man, no, nobody's gonna hand you anything. Just because you're facing Colorado State doesn't mean that you know you can act this way. Like, this is still. Oh, yeah, and by the <laughs> way, you're not playing good enough against Colorado State. Yeah. You're two of eight right now. Yeah, finish, to start the game. Two of eight. 119 yards he finished with, and he got a couple touchdown passes, of course. But like, man, if you're a Florida fan, this is this is gonna be tough to watch, and Dude. you you gotta hope that." That Mullen is the right guy to to steer the ship, but I'm still just not convinced that Felipe Franks is something that can be salvaged. Felipe stinks. Oh, that's mean. I shouldn't have said that. That's mean. Immediate Felipe. regret. I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, so Florida, of course, is going to continue to have this this quarterback situation that we will follow very closely. Tennessee. That me. wasn't a personal attack. I, I just love, I like puns. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Tennessee week next week. Tennessee did not look so great today, but... Ugh. That was like not a, a, a rough afternoon. That was a rough 24-0 is... shutout. Ugh. Has... Have you ever seen Dunkirk, the movie? No, That's no.
1: what Dunkirk was. Rough? Just slow, boring. You think you know the outcome,
0: cause it, but it, it, it's kind of uncertain and still boring and gray. Yeah. God, that was bad. Yeah. Speaking of not great, so your pick of the week. Jesus. Arkansas. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. Well, for good for you because Arkansas not good for Arkansas. Arkansas, no, Arkansas got destroyed. Yeah, let's by you know what? Let's
1: let's get let's get
0: me up a little bit here. Yeah, Let me fully pay franks myself. People yeah, you called, back. you called your shot, you said that the mean green was gonna go into Faithville. Went outright. And went outright. Not just cover, like I said. I there's I other media defense. pundits that made bold predictions of uh, one guy,
1: um his news I think are BS. He picked Ole Miss and went outright. I mean sometimes you have to take bold predictions like that and you have to shoot your shot. It just it's better when you do it and then it's also right. It's funny That's to hear
0: it's funny to hear you call out someone else when you said the same thing three months ago and then yeah, you I walked know. that take back very slowly. <laughs> I don't know what you talking um, about, dude? Um, you were right though. But so Arkansas gets dismantled yeah. by North Texas. Um, so
1: forty four to seventeen and they were up seven oh in that game. <gasps> they were never close. And and you gotta wonder like and we saw The inefficiencies of Florida's offense last week, and we saw how up and down they were, and then we saw what they were able... And Kentucky's a good team, but we also saw what they were able to do to that same exact Colorado State team this week.
0: What is going on at Arkansas? I don't know. I do not know, because losing to North Texas... By the way, um, Arkansas, I think, became the first SEC team to ever lose to -to back-to-back group of five teams with the color green, so... That's a fun fact for <laughs> There you. it is. Um, Arkansas, this, this, is an, I, I, this blows my mind. Arkansas had three different quarterbacks throw interceptions in a game. In a single game. Well, one of them threw one with the opposite hands. Still. Yeah. I, doesn't I, matter. I, that's,
1: man, can you, like can Cole yeah. Kelly had four interceptions. That's,
0: that's hard. How many interceptions did they have total? Uh, I think they had six total, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Cole Kelly was the subject of a rant that Jerry Cornelius had after the game, and this was, this was a, I I thought a, I I had no problem with a comment like this, just because a guy's going to stand up for his teammate, nothing wrong with that whatsoever, Jerry Cornelius basically came out and said, um, was not a fan of people booing Cole Kelly when he came out in the second half, and Arkansas was still in the game, still relatively close, did not like that the home fans were booing Cole Kelly. Hold on, hold on, when were they in the game in the second half? He said that they were in the game to start the second half. That was his quote. I was wrong team. about Arkansas being up 7 nothing. They were they were down 34 tenth a half. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was not close. I was going to let, let that one slide. But um, he had this long rant. If you haven't heard it yet, get on social media and listen to all of it. I don't want to repeat all of it. But he came to the defense of his quarterback and said, you know, that's someone's son. We were still in the game. He's, he's a human being. To call out someone like that when it was still relatively close, why, like, like why do why do fans have to do that all in unison? I get that you're frustrated, but like understand what this kid's going through. He's not trying to do this. I have no problem with a player coming out and say this. I also have no problem with fans being frustrated that the quarterback can't complete a pass to a guy on his own okay, roster. Okay, so tonight, we, and we like fans are gonna be fans,
1: and we all have our moments. I've I've said terrible things. At one point tonight at the Ole Miss family game, Mac Wilson got hurt and a fit, almost who's like get him off the field he's faking the injury and it's like okay that's kind of ridiculous this is not that situation no. if somebody's booing you i'm just going to be real about this and i love the fact that he defended his teammate and love the fact that he defended his quarterback i really do however however if your quarterback's getting booed as he comes off the field and you're quote still in the game and that it doesn't matter if it's someone's son. Everyone on the field is someone's son. I know. Everyone in the stands booing is also someone's son. That's how life works. But if you're down 27 points and your quarterback has just thrown his fourth interception, you're not in the game, man. You're not even close to being in the game. I think the boo birds came earlier than that. that I, they was, probably should have. To yeah. be honest, I mean, like, and yeah, but I would be frustrated too. Like, I mean, it. <sighs> does, that's gotta not feel great to be like, man, this is this is going bad. I got to make a change. I'm going to throw in another quarterback. And then he was like, nope.
0: nope. <laughs> you know what? Third time's a charm. Put Jerry Jones' grace. Who else do there. we have?
1: Who yeah. else do we have?
0: Yeah, it was uh, not a good day for, for Arkansas for the start of the Chad Morris era. We knew that this was going to be a tough year. Now seeing what they have to go through in the SEC West, can Arkansas even win a game you realize in the SEC? They're about to start
1: conference play. <laughs> they oh. haven't, they're 1-2 they're and, and haven't started playing in the toughest division in not just
0: football, sports. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers, Arkansas. It's crazy they could still win the Big Ten, though. Oh, let's, let's not go there just yet. Let's talk about uh, an, another powerhouse, um, a team that we, we talked about coming into this week more than we usually do because in the matchup, yes, obviously. But maybe we're starting to change our opinions of them, and I understand why this can be dangerous. But Vandy goes into South Bend and only loses by five, covers the spread. So basically wins in our book. And maybe shows the world that hey this defense that we've been talking about you know where Derek mason's not running anymore yeah well he's running it but not as the defensive coordinator because that's foolish and who would do that they're not that bad they're not that bad we watched that game for a while today and they actually should have had a lot more points they had the fumble on the goal line yeah crazy play where they get the ball stripped and then they they get the you know notre dame takes over with with the the touchback but you know, they had a drive at the end of the game where they could have had a go-ahead touchdown drive, and you know, came up short on fourth down when they were in deep in Notre Dame territory. Yeah. And you're just like, this was a top ten team that the what we considered coming into this season was the worst SEC team. Right. And all they did that was is go to the place of a top ten team and look. One of the most difficult places to play and and get out with a victory, I think,
1: because of the grass. Because the grass is stupid. Wait, no, they have
0: turf now, don't it they? It still
1: looks stupid, and everything always goes their way up there. Yeah, it does. I mean, everything. The Miami game, Catholics versus convicts, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I just, this was like one of the situations, like, I remember one time when I was in middle school, I, my, I had to take AP testing because I went to a new school. And I think we all know how that was gonna turn out, just from that sentence. You were
0: gonna crush it. Yeah,
1: and my mom got up real early and made me a nice breakfast. And she was like, I want you to go out there and do your best. And she I knew she too. was sending me into. She Love knew it. she was just sending me out, out into the, just a cold, cold reality. And I came back and you had to get, uh, it was out of five total points. And I got one point. And she's like, I'm so proud of you for trying. That's what this was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a weird, I shouldn't have compared it to academics because it's Vandy. But like, I got a good SAT score later. But but this is like <laughs> one of those things like you're sending them off. Like you don't care what happens. Like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Look what you. Look at
0: you. You did it. Now they got to face the SEC. That's, that's the, the tough part. They, well, I've, yeah. I believe in them a lot more than I believe in some other teams. I believe in them more than I believe in Arkansas. I believe in them more than I believe in Tennessee right now. And Florida. Uh, that's Andy, Florida is going to be lit. (laughs) That is the worst sentence ever. I know. Uh, But, yes, I think uh, a nice little statement. Arkansas should play Arizona next week. Oh, man. Arkansas could play. In College Station. Arkansas-Purdue. Purdue's own three.
1: No, no, because Arizona was losing to what was it, northern Arizona earlier? Ooh, what about
0: Florida State? That'd be good. Yes,
1: Arkansas, Florida
0: State. Florida State has all figured Bowl. out that you're allowed to score on offense. They're under the impression that if you don't get a pick six, it's just nope. Can't do it. It's, no I points. mean eight. Hey, that is they are not good. They are extremely, extremely bad. I feel like we could every single week we can make fun of Florida State, so let's not make fun of the fact that they just got demolished by Syracuse and in football. In football, not in basketball. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, but let's let's talk about uh, something we're we're just kind of hitting on. Uh, The Big Ten had a historically awful day. I, and I think it. this. I think this matters long term for playoff implications, and that's why we we talk about this. Not just a in the Big Ten. Oh uh, no! Yeah, sure. Okay. Not just. I, I do because I I'm petty. know it's your favorite thing to do. But the Big Ten. Get this stat. So, the Big Ten lost seven non-conference games today. <laughs> Hold My, on. Hold on. I need to go
1: through all of these. Before you do, I just want to remind you and everyone else, and you you've said this on this podcast. When we talk about the non-conference stuff that happened, we brought it up last week, they, the one thing that ben, Big Ten always tries to pride itself on is, well, it's because we don't play all these crappy directional schools and blah, blah. You're coming off the heels of an Eastern Michigan loss last week, and now
0: now go into this week. Yeah, so Purdue loses to Mizzou, which, all right, whatever, that, that happens. That was the only respectable loss on there. The rest of them, Maryland got killed by Temple. Take that, Texas. Nebraska oh. loses at home to Troy. By the way, Nebraska is 0-2 for the first time since 1957. Oh, wow, Illinois really? loses to South Florida. That game was played at Soldier Field. So it was basically a home game for Illinois. Loses again to, did to South Florida. it at home? Because uh, it's Illinois and they do stuff like that. Levy Smith coaching back okay. at Soldier Field. I don't know. Whatever. I know that was scheduled long ago. But nonetheless, Illinois loses because See, of Illinois. That one's, not, that one's the most respectable out of all of them. It might be. So, Northwestern lost to Akron. Yeah, Akron. LeBron's not playing there.
1: T- they were up 21-3, to 3, and they yeah. were, they.
0: last time I slept, they were down 39-28. But wait, there's more. Wisconsin, my playoff team in the preseason, my, t- my pick a to win people's... the Big Ten, loses to BYU
1: at home. What? Half their team is on a more mission trip right now.
0: Oh, my God. Goodness gracious. No, oh, no, keep going. It gets worse. Oh, oh, <laughs> it gets worse. The ultimate, ultimate slap in the face for the Big Ten. Oh, this is a slap in the face in general, Connor. Just for humanity. And to me. The fact that this game existed today, Rutgers lost 55-14 to to Kansas in football.
1: A little peel behind the onion, curtain, whatever. Connor talks me out of putting a bet on Kansas today. Connor knows not what you're talking about. Connor was also probably just trying to be a responsible friend. Be like, hey, Chris, come on, man, you're doing so well right now. You don't have to go to that place again and make bets like that. Yep. And I was like, you know what? You're right, Connor. That's how it played out. <laughs> but I mean, so I'm not joking when I say this. Illinois losing to South Florida, they were an 11 and a half point underdog. That was the most respectable loss of the day.
0: Even though Illinois blew like a 15 point lead
1: in the that quarter. That was so bad. That yeah. It's not as bad as losing to
0: Akron. You lost to a team called the Zips. That's oh. what you do to a bag you lost to a verb the big ten lost seven non-conference games on the same day which that has not happened since the first time the ap poll was released in 1936.
1: Ooh, i would love to know who they played that day
0: (laughs) we always talk about this it's like michigan a nursing school they
1: actually set up a bunch of scarecrow out in the middle of a field and just i mean it was tough because the defense were all holding pitchforks so it was
0: dangerous but yeah they still won 41 to eight the hardware store put a team <laughs> together. It was super competitive back then. Yeah. I don't know what that means for this. I mean, for There's the rest of the year. There's always
1: red on that team. There's all
0: red. <laughs> it's it's awful for the Big Ten. It, even though Ohio State beat TCU, the Big Ten now is a conference. All of its eggs are in the basket of Ohio State. Do you know what's happened? And Penn State.
1: Do you know what's happened with the Big Ten? They've become what they hate. They've become what they hate portray the SEC to be, yep and that's a top-heavy conference yep. with only one real contender at the top
2: and that's exactly
0: who you become as I say every single week no team has gone through the nine-game conference schedule undefeated and made the playoff that Ohio is not State good for will. the Big Ten that is not good. Ohio State's good yeah Ohio State is Ohio State's very good Ohio State looked good against CCU Ohio State, Bama, Dwayne Haskins against Tua would be a blast. I think that would actually be a more fun matchup than Bama, Clemson. Am I wrong to think that? No. And don't get me wrong, Georgia is unbelievable, but I still have more questions about Georgia whereas Ohio State. Just because I don't shit. know. I thought it was. I thought it was like making the prediction of Bama, Georgia,
1: Clemson, Ohio State in the beginning of the year was like ridiculous. Like, how are you gonna have both teams, like Bama and Georgia, get in? Because like presumably they would meet in the SEC championship game. How would they both get in the playoff? That looks like it's a pretty strong assumption
0: now. How dare you leave out LSU? How dare you? I don't, I mean, prediction, big word. Let's talk about our friends at, at bookie because you, I, I heard pretty much about all of your picks today. <laughs> uh, every time somebody would score uh, a touchdown, a go-ahead touchdown, it was like, your first, first-born child died, yeah, um, and I assume that you did not have a good day based on your reactions. So, first off, shout out to mybookie.com, my
1: favorite website that I'm allowed to talk about, and I, you know, everything is so, the, the mobile site worked all day, like I said it would, even though we had hardly any service on uh, at the Grove. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. You can put bets on in-game lines like that are already happening. Say you forgot to bet on Georgia and it's two minutes into the game. Boom. Still can put a bet in. You can tease points down. You can buy after three points. I love everything about my bookie. And I I still want you all to go to to mybookie.com, use the promo code SDS, uh, use the promo code SDS twenty-five after seven PM. They'll, give you a, they'll match your initial deposit up to 100% for both. And if the SES 25, after 7 p.m., they'll give you an extra $25, which is great. Actually, there was a, a guy in line at the Ole Miss game, Ole Miss family game right before kickoff. He recognized uh, the shirt I was wearing and you know, from the podcast and everything like that. And I talked him out of betting on, on USC in Smart. Texas. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, No. So what happened was all the picks that we discussed earlier in the week mm-hmm. that I had researched and put time into and all that kind of stuff I was confident in, I don't know what happened this morning because I've had a great time here. But I threw all that out the window and was like, no. And I bet on several other teams I shouldn't have. It was a tough day for I me. think you listened to Phil Steele a little too much. I did listen to Phil Steele, he got in my head. Yeah, he did. He's a robot though, so yeah, that's what robots is. do. But regardless, I still had a fantastic day. Still came out decently well. Um, and again, you know what the, the big thing is, it's not who you're betting on, it's who you're betting with. So there you go. So make sure you guys head over to mybookie.com. Uh, we'll get in some of the picks a little bit
0: later for next week. Yeah, let's... Do we want to look at the... Let's look at the the week four slate yeah. because uh, the week the week three slate is officially uh, in the books. At least, while well, Pac-12 After Dark is still going on right now. Future Us is going to... And know plus, I don't, I don't
1: remember, I don't remember what your actual picks were from last um, week.
0: Yeah, but let's just say I went undefeated.
1: No, we're not going to do even that. Even I didn't. Come I think close. we did pretty well, though. We both agreed on, on Auburn. We both agreed on Tennessee vandy mizzou didn't cover mizzou didn't cover i think you were right on that one and then um no i had mizzou covering did you yeah um yeah but it it was it's pretty similar i think next week it'll really ramp up because you have like six conference games so
0: about time Yeah. yeah um yeah so week four games let's already look ahead i'm i'm cautiously i'm gonna throw this out there because I don't want people to get ahead of themselves and say that this can be a down-to-the-wire game because I don't think that's right. I think we learned from South Carolina it's not going to be. But Georgia is at Mizzou. The people who are already bored with Georgia are going to say that Mizzou is going to pull off the upset. Maybe, Herb, maybe maybe Herbstree will is get he on the deal today. Street said Herb that Danny was going to beat Notre Dame today.
1: He lives yeah. in Nashville. Oh, gosh. I he also picked Tennessee. To I just realized
0: that he picked Tennessee to beat West Virginia. That's a smart man. That's a smart man. I stand corrected. Even though that was dumb, he missed those smart. Picks. Yeah, he missed both. But anyways, so Georgia and Mizzou is going to be the game that people are, are, are talking about just in terms of whether or not it can actually matter in the division. I don't think it will. Georgia is, not, is on a completely different level. Can Mizzou still have some success? Yeah, but to the success that we think they're going to be able yep. to hang with Georgia for 60 minutes, no. There's also other games. Group of five opponents are still on the schedule. Kent State is going to get to face Ole Miss. That's going to be a massacre. Ole Miss is going to be pretty angry. Um, That poor Ole Miss. Um,
1: I think, I mean, there were times today when Damian Harris was untouched until 20 to 30 yards down the field.
0: Yeah, he had the first touchdown of the game for Bama, and it was pretty much like, yeah, he could do whatever he wants right now. He could run for 300 yards in that play.
1: When they scored on the first play of the game, one of their fans turned around and looked at me and was like, <sighs> I was like, "How
0: oh, you like that?"
1: And I started laughing. And I was like, "I tried to high five I went over two on high fives, by the way, with fans.
0: That's hard to do.
1: It was not good. You gotta look at the elbows. I tried to look at their eyes.
0: No, you look at the elbows. I'm saying they wouldn't give me a high five. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the guy, uh, the guy that I met at the Grove, uh, who was wearing a Rutgers shirt, and I wanted to know <laughs> the score. <of> the Rutgers- <laughs> I want to know the score of the Rutgers Kansas game. And I was like, "What's the Rutgers Rutgers score, man?" And he looked at me like. You, shut up. I hope you die. Sure? He's <laughs> so mad at you. You're like, whoa. I was what like, dude, that... you're the one wearing the Rutgers shirt. I'm allowed to ask you, okay? Yeah. It's not I mean, offensive.
1: but no, I mean, th- that defense, that defense is th- that's a good game for them to have. Like it's it's smart to have. Like I we don't really like the the Group of 5 matchups and stuff like that like late in the season. We just want to get them out of the way cuz we love getting to like SEC play. That's good though. They'll be able to get back a little bit
0: after this week. So, I like that. We also have a game that we will talk a lot more about and whether or not this is the first test for Alabama remains to be seen. Not sure about that, but AM goes to Tuscaloosa. We're gonna get to see mond face that Alabama defense. We're gonna get to see Tua against the best defensive mind that he has seen thus far in yep. Mike Elko, the defensive coordinator for for Texas AM. I actually think that is something that's at least more interesting than what we've seen in the first right. three weeks and could He's been able to. I think is good one of his longer term assistants. True. Yeah. No, the the streak. Yeah, I mean he the knows him really well. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's, that'll get thrown out. What is it? Is it 13 and 11? It's only 11? Yeah. Um, maybe I was just counting games this year. That's probably what I to do. Uh, we also got South Carolina, Vandy, which South Carolina, you don't know how South Carolina is going to come out because given what they went through not playing this past weekend because of Hurricane Florence. Florence. Right. The way that they had to essentially go into a bye week, coming off that brutal loss to Georgia, how how is South Carolina going to come out look against a Vandy team that has to be feeling pretty pretty decent yeah. right now?
1: I mean, that like you hate to say the thing, you hate to say moral victory. That but is moral a, victory. That's a big. I mean, that's, there's, that's there's big that there's every team program. that can say moral victory. Yeah. it's Vandy. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, that's, that might be one of the better matchups of the week. Could be. Yeah, I mean, and
0: that'll be one of those where, like we talked about earlier, the 2-7 through seven in, yeah. in the East. That That's going to really show, because that preseason number two team in the division, South yeah. Carolina, preseason number 17, Vandy, how do those teams match up that game uh, being played in Nashville? Hopefully, Vandy doesn't give any bulletin board material and climb back to earth. Yes. Also, Louisiana Tech against LSU. There are somehow still more directional tech so random many Louisiana schools, schools in Louisiana. I don't know. Man. I I think they just invent a new one every year. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It's pretty amazing. How does LSU come off the high of beating Auburn uh on the plains How does how does LSU respond to all this increased attention that it's going to get? I don't know. That remains to be seen. But I liked really liked what we saw from them. This past weekend, Steve Ensminger opening things up in the offense, doing some creative things that they had. They did a few little Matt Canada wrinkles in there too. Oh god! Not not the same execution, of course, but um, LSU suddenly with a bigger target on its back. Not that we think a team like Louisiana Tech will no. With them. That'll be fine. We also have this one is is sneaky good. Yeah, I mean, this is the best sneaky game of the week. Sneaky good. This, this is the best game of the week in the SEC. This might be this might even be better than, than georgia mizzou Mississippi State and Kentucky. We have talked about Mississippi State at length on this podcast. I'd like to think that we are the true. I don't know why you keep saying we. I am the OG of Mississippi State oh my God. podcasts, and I say that this is going to be a good game because of what we've seen from the Kentucky defense so far, going into the swamp and producing the way that it did in a big time, yeah. a big time game for them. I would not be surprised if Kentucky came out ready to go, but Mississippi State has been lights out offensively. Got off to a little bit of a slow start tonight, but Nick Fitzgerald had a massive, massive night for the Bulldogs. Did he? That, that matchup will be, will be an interesting one. It's watch. at Kentucky. It, it is. It and is you really- know who
1: they have next week, right? This is, I've, I've looked at this game for a while. This is the one our buddy Matthew Gordon told us about. This is this is right before Mullen comes back to town. That's right. That's right. So, and they they're about to go on a stretch where they have that game. Oh, that was how we
0: justified it being a sleeper game yeah. for for Mississippi exactly. which is
1: smart. He's, I mean, I can see that happening.
0: I don't I don't think it'll be a sleeper game just because it is on the road. It'll be a little bit different if Kentucky was was coming into to Starkville or something like that. But do you think they'll be more excited to go
1: to Kentucky? No, I They'll think be it's just, laser focus. When I, get I'm there. not.
0: I'm not as big of a believer that sleeper road games are a thing. Just because you're kind of already on notice, I would think, if you're playing on the road yes, in conference, sure. um, it it kind of you know gets. It's an easier way to get riled up. Yeah, yeah. We, we have the LSU highlights that are on right now, and you're Sorry, watching guys. the replay of the, 1:30 the of the of the Cole Tracy field goal. Um, yeah. So also, of course, Florida and Tennessee. We're going to talk about the history of the rivalry, Oof, all that stuff. Man. But, man, I, I just hope it's not as bad as last year. What happened last year? Well, the first uh, the was, first 59 there. minutes and, and uh, 48 seconds, I hope, are not as bad this as last is
1: year. like, This is going to be tough to watch.
0: Really tough. Really tough.
1: Wait, the final score today for LSU, oh, damn, I thought it was 23-22. Prime number would have been in play. Yeah, it would have. Anyway. Would've. Uh I mean yeah you know what I just realized also and I just the two when I saw the two names together I didn't I didn't put 2 and 2 together because traditionally I think this is always like a pretty entertaining game Arkansas Auburn's going to be a bloodbath.
0: Oh gosh, Arkansas gets to the face of an Auburn team that is not too happy coming off that LSU loss. Oh man. And Arkansas right now is a disaster a team that doesn't they're going to get razor smacked boom roasted a team that doesn't have an offensive identity facing that Auburn defense thoughts and prayers that's not going to be good
1: I tell you what though you know what you, I think Cole Kelly will bounce back in next week and go into that Auburn game and some newfound confidence after the four interceptions and he'll probably have like more time to throw and
0: oh boy and if he doesn't have some newfound confidence, just make sure you don't boom, because Jerry Cornelius is not like that. Right. Let's wrap things up with It Might Mean Too Much. I just listed The Grove, because I feel like The Grove is the ultimate It Might Mean Too Much. So great. I could list so many things about The Grove. We could talk about just the city in general, the teenies
1: we had last night. We had those. Connor, so little peel behind the, the curtain, a little peek behind the onion, Connor me and Connor had a blast last night. Good time, Have a good Friday time. night. And uh, granted, we were the oldest people here, or at the at the bars, and experiencing downtown Oxford and seeing all the sights and sounds and stuff like that. Yeah, we did. That we had to see since we couldn't find an Uber. But yeah, it was it was a lot. of The pickle eating thing was. I introduced Connor to fried okra. Yeah. Um, and fried green tomatoes. Yes, I had a lot of fried. And then heartburn as yeah. well. So there's that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was. It was a, I mean, Oxford's a blast, man. It really is. It's a good time. It's not the transportation part and getting around town is the square suite. More, it's
0: less efficient than their defense, but yeah. Oh yeah. You, oh. you you you've made the how many Uber drivers and taxis um, compared to the national championships? You have made that that comparison a lot. That was good. This yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, you might want to trademark that. But yeah, it might mean too much. Is 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 just the Grove and everything about it. It is the ultimate tailgate experience. It. Blows my mind that people are that diehard about their, their tailgating. Yeah. I have never seen it at a level like what I saw at the Grove. And I, I came away truly impressed that Ole Miss fans are, are so dedicated. Even in a year, and maybe, I, I think I've overlooked this to a certain extent. Even in a year in which your team's not going to the postseason, right. there are a whole lot of fan bases that would mail it in and it would mm-hmm. say, why are we showing up? And I understand that, look, it was Bama weekend. There were a ton of Bama fans who came in here and dominated downtown and, and made their presence felt. Yeah. But like I said, the amount of baby blue that we saw yeah. this weekend, they, that wasn't just all Bama fans. There were so many Ole Miss fans. Not in the second half of the game because Bama was up like 62-7. to seven, but, but I mean, that's not their fault. No. But, and but and we joked was, around about that, but like
1: now I kind of get it. Like, yeah, I'm I would honest. rather go back there too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If somebody – like, if you went to a movie – and you're like, say you're a kid, and you're like, hey, do you want to watch the rest of Schindler's List, or do you want to go outside and play skee-ball? like, Whoa. oh, it's cool. Go play skee-ball. Catch you when the, when the movie's over, Mom. Man, Catch me out here. That's probably a bad example, but... Yeah, I was going to say, watch... Your parents didn't take you to Schindler's List when you were seven.
0: Watching college football and comparing it to Schindler's List is, uh, yeah. I've, yeah, I
1: think I've, I think I've that
0: that's been too overthought. Too long of a day. It's been a long weekend. It's been a fun weekend. Uh, we will part our, our, our separate ways uh, tomorrow. We'll uh, we're going to be coming back. I think Wednesday this week. Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. I think it's the plan. Um, but yeah, we appreciate you guys following along all of our social media stuff, all of our journeys here in Oxford. Uh, really appreciate our friends at Run Like a Champion. If you haven't seen, uh, we posted the the video on the SDS podcast account of the the MTV Cribs, the SDS Cribs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, not MTV. Uh, It is late. Electric. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But seriously, thank you guys for for everything. Uh, Give us those five-star reviews. Continue to... Um, send us your questions for fourth and wrong on social media at the SDS pod. There were several
1: people today that brought that up and they brought you up yes. when you were in the press conference or the press box. And I don't remember everyone's name by heart. Cause it was like, it just in passing a lot of times, but I just want to say thank you to all the listeners and stuff like that. We met and, and all the
0: kind met, words and stuff like that. Met a lot of people today. It was really, really cool seeing it. I know the brand of, of SDS is strong. It's alive and well, and to get to experience it in a place like Oxford, Oxford was truly special and we, we seriously appreciate it. everybody who yeah. listens. Continue to tell your friends, tell everybody you know about it because, uh, about, about us and about the podcast because we love doing this, man. It's been fun. Yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Fun. Yeah, so, remember, watch Facebook Live on Saturday Mornings from, from Chris Bam Gambling. Watch Monday nights as usual. Continue to follow us on Instagram at Saturday on South. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, I already did that stuff. So, Let's Boom! Just, message, number one message leaving Oxford is. Good night, Moon. Good night, Tiger. It might be more Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you in the middle of the week.